Welcome to Jerking Around. Jerking Around. Today we're going to talk about... Keisha's not happy about today. No. It's... We are talking about the real deal, real things. Very emotional things. Not me as emotional as... So Tisha's making fun of me about being emotional and then God taught her a lesson. Yeah. So we talk about hard things. Life... Well, let's just get into it. Do I say anything? Oh my God, we're just being normal. Oh, jerking around. Jerking around. Do you want to get your head buckled now? Crystal takes her shirt off. Stick around. <laughs> Should we say it the same time? Yeah. One, two, two three. three. Jerking around. A podcast with Tisha and Crystal. <laughs> While you were gone, Tisha had to go to the bathroom number two. No, I had to pick up CJ. You liar. Yeah. So we're doing a two for one today, a double episode record. And um, while you were gone, this is real. You better gear up. Oh, no, God. Dana and I were talking about church this week. First of all, I was Dana's friend first. Oh, my gosh. And then, and then I said, hey, let's hire Dana to help us with the podcast, <laughs> you licky-loo. I said, let's hire Dana to help us with the podcast. You saying licky-loo, people might be. <laughs> <laughs> each other. And so, and so each other. I, it, each other no, is why. She gets mad that, because Dana and I have moments when Tisha steps out. It's every time she plans, like, a I'll, deep talk with Dana. So Dana will get deep here. Ta- deep dive with Dana. Yeah. She, like Dr. Laura. Dana will get here like two minutes before me, and then I walk in, and they're like in this deep talk talking about like the life, religion. Yeah, like the circle of life. And then yeah. I walk in, and then it's all, oh. So, what'd you get at Starbucks? Hey, and yeah. I'm all, wait a minute. Dana's my friend that I had first and that I brought in, and now you're trying to steal her. I was out with Jeff and Julia last night, and... <laughs> <laughs> so rude. No. That would be so weird. But she's trying to steal my friends, I so, am. you know... Mm-hmm. It's happened before. No. You've stolen mine. No. Jen Ropa, you're all... I don't love her. I never yeah, said that. She's going to be like, oh my gosh. I know. Jen, I never said that, No, by but the way. you guys were not as I close. I can't help it if people... Oh, yeah, we weren't as close and until then now we lived together. And now you guys are best friends and I'm on the outs. Well, because... Years later. We all three live... We all three... Yeah, yeah, you are naked in front of her, probably. Oh, yeah, but, but naked. I don't care. We were <laughs> all three... in front of me. We all three lived together and then Crystal got married. So then Jen and I lived together and then we just became really close. Yeah, and without so, me. Happened to Sally and Jane, I think too. what happens is, and I get this a lot, people... Love her right away because she's so friendly and, and outgoing and me. welcoming. They're like, that girl never calls us back. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and then that is true. Yeah, but they no. don't like me and as then much when they get I'm to not me. as likable right Initially. away. And then they get to know me and then they like me. And so then I kind of swoop in. But now we it's the opposite with Dana. Wait, you talked about with that? With Dana. When I was gone. Mm-hmm. See? What the hell? Yeah, we did. We talked about you. And that that is true. You're like an onion. There's a lot of layers. No, there. it's true. Wait, is this really what you talked about? I swear to God, what, what? we talked Why about. Why were you talking about me? I was crying about you. Oh, my God. You're always crying. Always crying. <sighs> You're never crying. Never Someone crying. has to have a heart oh, in this friendship. Weird. No, it is true. People do. Like, I always feel like when people get to know me, I cried to Kelly about this. I was like, when people get to know Wait, me. Wait, you cried again? Shut up. Shocking. You know what? Jimmy Valentino, Jimmy, Jimmy V, if you listen to her speech, I'm going to play it for no you after. No clue who that is. That's sad. He was one of the a very winning coach, kind of like Lou Holtz. Okay. He coached yeah, yeah. basketball team, Rodgers, and he um, had a speech before he died of cancer about the three things you should do every day. And one is laugh, one is cry, and one is like um, make a memory or something. Yeah. And he like talks about when you're cry- when you cry, you're feeling life. Yeah. And when you don't cry, maybe you're not in tune. Maybe there's a blockage. Maybe. There is a blockage with you. Well, it's weird because I feel like I'm you passing... You need a stint. I think I'm passing that on to Kennedy because she got in the car 
from practice the other night, had a hard practice. And I was like, are you okay? And she was like, I'm fine. I don't care. I don't care. And her eyes were like welling up with tears. And then she came home and then she was like acting like she didn't care. She's like, I don't care. Whatever. I don't care. And then like hours went on of her not caring. And she was being just a grouch. And like Ben was trying to talk to her. She was nasty. And then finally before bed, I was like, well, let's just pray about what is going on. Because we always pray before bed. So I was like, we did our bed prayer. And then we were, I was like, you know, talking about what she's going through and then she just started bawling hysterical for then like it, she cried for like an hour I was like oh my god because she and, let it out yeah but she for for three hours she's kind of like me like she's nasty when she's upset and she's like a brat and it's it makes you not feel bad you don't want to help her well because you're like you're nasty and I can't get through to you and I can't have a talk with you because I'm like it's okay she's like I don't care I'm like well it's okay to care and feel sad and like this is a struggle and she's like no I don't care and then you kind of Ben got done with her he's like I'm done with this and like walked out but I knew because I do the same thing and I so I it's like weird that I'm passing that on to her I don't want to pass that on to her I know it's hard because my kids are very Especially Maddie, actually, she's very, I would call it whole twerf, because they're not very emotional yeah. or sensitive, and it's good and it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's things in real life, even right now, we have something very real in our family, and I was talking to my brother-in-law, and I was like, just so you know, when you're going through this, they're not going to be the like the most nurturing. That's not. But they're great in another regard because right. they're very tough. And when they right. go through hard things, they handle it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it is shoved inside there. Yeah. And it's hard to get out. And sometimes, like, you don't want to miss feeling life's moments, like, because you're numb. Right. But, yeah, I feel too much. I feel yeah. everything. When you do have a heart, and I do think I'm someone that sees that side of you more than other mm-hmm. people. Like, in... in I may be like you and Kennedy. I know what you're doing when you're not doing it, and I play along because I know you don't like me to know you. Yeah. So if I act like I know too much, you'll be you'll be real rude to me. Yeah. So I just pretend I don't know you're going through something when I do know, but I don't want to bring it up, so I don't look at you or do weird things because I know you'll be mad that I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Like, I think Deanna's like that, too. I know her, so when she's in a mood where she doesn't want anyone to know what's going on, she kind of stays away, won't look at me, because I'm like, I know, you're having a hard time right now, you don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And and I'm more like, look at her, like, let's talk about it, and she doesn't want to. Yeah. So she'll be like, And I'm all, well, she doesn't want to, so moving on. Yeah. And I'm all, it's hard day, isn't it? You know, she doesn't <laughs> want to hear that. But you're like that. When you're whacked, I'll kind of push, and then you're annoyed. But I'll push in private. Yeah. When we're with everybody, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Sorry, she just chopped off your head. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Anyways, we were talking about church this week. We go to CCV. Oh, I was going to talk about church. That's so funny. I know. Did you watch it? No, we just, I cried about it. We just talked about it. I was literally in the car and CJ goes, what? I swear to God. And I picked it. I had to leave to pick CJ up. And so he goes, I go, we're going back to Crystal's. Like we got to record because Dana's out of town next weekend. And he goes, uh, he goes, what are you guys going to talk about? I go, I think I want to talk about church last week. This is in the same moment. We're sitting here talking about church. Weird. And I said, we're going to talk about this on the next episode. That's so weird. That is God. Yeah. That is God. That's something I do want to talk about in weeks coming. The ways we've seen God work in our lives mm-hmm. because they're big. But church last week. Oh, oh my well, God. I was going to crunch oh, it. I shouldn't say God's name. I know. I was just gonna, took a drink and spit it back into her cup. I was going to crunch it, but then I was like, oh, she's going to hear it on the mic. So I was all. So you're going to drink that again after you spit into it? It was just an ice cube, right? Mm-hmm. So then she's going to have a lick after. <laughs> you didn't lick the whole last. Oh. 
Lucy Lick. Lucy Lick. Okay. Anyways. Anyways, church this week was really good. We go to CCV. If you're you're not in Arizona, when people say that on Instagram Live, I'm like, wow, they have followers out of state. So we're gonna pretend. If you're not in Arizona, CCV is Christ Church of the Valley. It's here online. In Phoenix. You can watch it. Yeah, online. you can watch it online. I went in person. Tisha went. I online. It. I had a few weeks ago where my kids were, we were talking about church and they're like, well, we don't go to church. I almost crapped my pants. Yeah. Cause sports. Oh my gosh. There was this lady online. It was like a Facebook short, whatever they're yeah. called real. And she was a preacher who was a girl. And she said in on Sundays, we go to church when baseball is on Sundays, we go to church. And I tell it was like so convicting. She's like, and I tell the coach, we don't worship baseball. We worship God and he'll be there after he worships God. Isn't that yeah, so cool? I love that. Yeah. We don't do that. We're like at cheer and we're at baseball yeah. and we're at the things. Yeah. But she's like, we don't miss a Sunday. It's just the hour of church. Yeah. She's like, we don't miss worshiping God Sunday mornings. Yeah. He'll be there after he well, worships God. Well, I feel God. like our church has so many services. Yeah. There's really no excuse. It's there like three that. on Saturday, three on Sunday, yeah. one on Monday. A lot of people go it. Monday nights. Monday nights is nice. Mm-hmm. But it's cool that she we raised them like that. We watched it this week, um, which I'm feeling bad about, but. Why? Well, it's a different experience. Yeah. It was, it was a good one. Yeah. The worshiping is different when you're at home. I'm not really paying attention during the songs. I'm like, mm-hmm. and then I'll listen to the message. When you're there, you're kind of more in tune with worshiping when it's live. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's an important part of worshiping. Do you ever feel church. like who you sit by is telling too? Like I was at church with Kyle, and then on the other side of me was Bonnie, my mother-in-law. And we don't go to church together a lot. And then we had Kara, Chris, and Chris's mom. Mm-hmm. And it was like, um, it was a it was a big week in our family for yeah. so many things. And so sitting there next to people so important to you or people that know the things going on in your life, it's like very like powerful. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and you know when it's an emotional and you're all wiping your eyes next to each other yeah. pretending you're not crying? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was oh, a very emotional week. This mm-hmm. this, it was so good. And I don't cry, so it was... It was like gut-wrenching. I was telling Dana, so I'll just pretend like we didn't talk about it alone and we didn't talk about it just now. But I was telling Dana on Saturday night, we're just going to talk the truth. I, we had a dive meet and Tisha and I were there. My mother-in-law was there. I love my mother-in-law. But she was like, she, oh, we were talking about Tisha wearing a bra or my bra, something. And she goes, Your boobs yeah. Were, her boobs were out. In the my boobs were out. At the dive meet. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wearing... I kind of have like this thing where I don't think they're that, I know they're big, but like, I just feel like it's normal. Yeah. And I think I'm maybe like she had a skin tight, low tank top and she was like, they're not out, are they? And I'm all, and you're, when you don't wear a bra, you're like, my nipples aren't poking. And it's like, tune in Tokyo. Yeah. So it's the same. It's the same. So I was like, they're out. She's like, yeah. And I was like, oh shoot. And then I was like, I didn't know. Yeah. I, Cause to me, I'm just so used to them. So my mother-in-law said something to us like no bra or bra. Yeah. Like, like referencing the podcast. So we're like, do you listen? And she's like, I used to, it got too dirty for me. And she's, she always tells us together, you know, you're not going to want all that out there one day. Your kids are going to listen and it's not looking good. The things you guys talk about. So I'm like a people pleaser to certain people like my parents, my mother-in-law my husband, my friends, those people's opinions matter. So I kind of went into this like sulk of like, Oh gosh, is I this- don't want to be associated with a dirty podcast. All this. Yes. Stuff. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't, but I also, one of the biggest things I hate about being a Christian and something I've really strived for the last couple years 
is I don't want to be a different person on Sunday than I am on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I think sometimes when people are at church and they're involved in church and they're living that church life, they want to be this church person. But then when you hear them cuss or you see them get a drink, you're like, oh, you have a drink? And they do it in private. But like, I do have a drink. I don't really get drunk. I do say bad words. I try not to. I do raise my kids. I try to do my best. It's not always right. And I like to talk about sexual things, like joke. It's the way I joke. Like we were at the doctor yesterday talking in a very important doctor's appointment. And I had like four dirty jerks. I told him I was a stripper. I mean, yeah. we're talking about cancer in a very real stage. That's just my family. We just joke. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't love God. You know what I mean? Like, and I think so, so often people try to put their best face forward. And with this podcast, I don't want the best face. I want the real. Mm -hmm. I want all the faces. So my vision in doing this was to be the most real we could be. But my mother-in-law is now, I've said... I've said I had an eating disorder. That was really hard. I've said that I have taken anti-anxiety pills. That was really hard. It's not the easiest to tell these things, yeah. but I feel like some of those mean things we've talked about are key. So anyways, mm -hmm. so I was like, we shouldn't do the podcast anymore. We're idiots, blah, blah. Then I go to church and it's about this movie and I had this like clear vision. You know when God talks to you? It was like so clear. Mm -hmm. And Tisha was watching it at home. So weird. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I feel like I'm talking a lot. Am no, I taking I'm, over? No, I'm okay. Listening. So the service I'm was- into it. About I Can Only Imagine, the movie. And if you haven't seen it, it's so good. And it's a good family watch. Yeah. And honestly, these days, there's not a lot of good family movies. No. We watched this one. I had Tisha's kid. I had Kennedy. And I had some other kids. And it was PG-13, which sometimes I think they're okay. Oh, my gosh. The guy was running around in a hot dog outfit yelling, can you can you touch my wiener? <laughs> and I had a call. <laughs> and Tisha's more strict on what she lets her kids see than I am. So I know she doesn't love a PG-13 movie. So I had to call her at a call list and say, your kid watched a movie that said, running around in a hot dog, can I touch my wiener? The boys think it's funny. They keep yelling, can I touch my wiener? So funny. And I'm very sorry. This happened at my house. So anyways, so we watched it as a, if you haven't seen the movie, it's so good. It's about a kid that grew up with a very abusive dad. And the abuse is gut-wrenching. Like, it's so bad watching it, but it's very real. Kids grow yeah, up like that. Yeah, he's a broken dad. Like, he, he's a broken man, so he's very, it's very unhealthy. So he grow up, he, he, his dad beat his mom, and he would put on his headphones to try to escape it. His dad beat him. His mom left because she couldn't deal with it. Left and the kid there. The kid there, and his dad said, she left you, not me. It was awful. Like, awful. So... I just summarized it to Dana, so I'll summarize the movie a little bit. So in the movie, the kid was a football player. His dad really gave him a lot of accolades for that. He got hurt, and then he joined drama, and he found out he was a really good singer, that she encouraged him to be in the play. His dad made fun of him for being in a play, said, don't follow your dreams. You're never going to amount to anything. Because his dad had dreams to be a football player, and they never resulted in anything. So his dad had, like, a very skewed, negative, like, don't follow your dreams. you got to put food on the table, you know? Yep. And in the movie, I was like, what is my dream? This is so stupid. But I'm like, my dream is to be like a motivational speaker. Yeah. Just because, I don't know, I think I have a different, like, I've been through some weird things. I've just always been my vision. And I'm like, am I following my dreams? You know when you're in those, like, deep thoughts, you know? Because yeah. you can do anything. And I was like, am I following my dreams? What do I need to follow? And it was like the podcast. <laughs> it sounds stupid, but I really feel like I've always wanted to do something like yeah. this. Even if... 10 people listen or we help 10 people. It's just always been my vision. Yeah. So the night before I was ready to quit and during this service, God was like, don't quit. This is where I want you. Like keep being weird, you know? So anyways, <clears throat> he goes on to sing and in, and he's trying to get a record career. And the guy tells him, you're not singing. I don't believe you. And what you're singing, you're not tuning in. And I think sometimes when you go through hard things, 
wink, wink, to the girl on the right, you don't want to ever get in tune with it because if you dial into it, you might fall apart. Like it's so deep. Once you go into it, it's it's a scary ter- territory because mm-hmm. then you feel all the things. Yeah. And it's easier to be numb to the things mm-hmm. than to feel the things. Yeah. So he goes home after years of being away from his dad, and his dad has totally changed. He's a Christian, and um. He goes home and he's with his dad and his dad read the Bible and they start like living their life and healing. He finds out his dad has pancreatic cancer. He's his caregiver. They, they have a bond. They have memories. It's a totally different experience. And on his deathbed, he told his son that he heard his music on the radio and that's what changed him. He got him to believe in God. Mm -hmm. And he got him to believe in God. And his son was like, and he told him, I'm proud of you, which is like the most All he ever wanted his whole life. Yeah. And then he goes on, Amy Grant, I grew up with Amy Grant, you know, um, but his son went to Glorietta, Camp Glorietta, we're going. Yeah. I talked to Jessica Garcia, let's do it. Let's go, the three of us, we need to book that. Yeah. He goes to Camp Glorietta as a kid and that's where he becomes a Christian. And like church camps, you don't realize how important those are. Yeah. Even when your daughter comes home and is kind of rude, I'm like, wait, did you go to the right camp? (laughs) You know, this last week. (laughs) Did you find God there or lose it? (laughs) What happened? She's probably tired. She was tired. They got stuck on the freeway, but I was like praying at night. I hope some, she heard about you there, you know? (laughs) Um, But anyways, so... He, he was proud of his dad. So Amy Grant's on stage. Hopefully this isn't boring. Amy Grant's on stage and she's singing. She's going to sing the song and she realizes. He wrote this song. Yeah. Back up. So his dad, dad passes. Dies. And he, after, writes oh, a yeah, song you're right. in 10 minutes. Um, and He's devastated, angry, and bitter. The, the main thing was that the, the producer was saying, I don't believe in the music that you're singing. He's like, you're, you got a good voice, but like I see glimpses of it, but you're not connecting. So he wrote this song, and it's like the number one Christian song that's ever, I can only imagine. And so after his dad passed, he wrote this song in 10 minutes, and then Amy Grant bought it. And then she was performing it at a concert full of people and she couldn't sing it, but it's crazy how God works through people. Yeah. It's so important. We listen to him. I have the chills and she's like, I can't sing this. She calls him up on stage. She said, this isn't my song and it's not my story. It's yours. And he sings it. And the coolest part of the whole thing was when he's singing it, the audience disappears. It's his dad. And it's his dad with the light on him. Like from heaven. Yes. I'm sorry. I have a heart tin man. (laughs) And, um, I'm going to get emotional here because I'm going to ask you a few questions. Oh God. Yeah. So, um, so his lights on him, his dad saying, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. So in turn, we're not doing this. <laughs> the real is what people take. And I talked about you. Oh, someone has a heart. No. And I might've showed her a picture while you were gone. And it's real. And what a picture of a hummingbird. Oh God. Yeah. And I just think that God speaks through people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really real movie. And I think sometimes time is a gift and, and it's important. And I think that God sometimes shows us people that are proud of us through different things. That's yeah. why I showed her the hummingbird. Cause I, Tisha's mom passed away recently and it's a hard situation. Um, she loved her mom, Tisha, Dana and I, what else we talked about is, Oh my God, I was gone for five minutes. We talked about it's how like, you're an onion. And like, as Dana has gotten to know you, she's so impressed with like who you really are more than who you show people. I'm kidding. But like you see, so you still like me more. Yes. And you see in one way when you get to know you, just like you said, you're so much deeper and your faith is so pure and the things you've been through in life. Tisha has had a harder upbringing, not harder than everyone out there. She gets really big on that, (laughs) but her upbringing wasn't an easy road and your faith is so pure. I think it's endearing for both of us because you've believed the right way, not like growing up in the church and having all these principles pushed on you. You grew up with just faith in God and you, I sometimes think as a Christian my whole life, I see it differently than someone that lived without being a Christian 
Christian and then live being a Christian. And we talked about your mom and how things are hard and moments are hard and I'm going through it in my personal life with someone very close to me. And <clears throat> death is knocking on the door and yeah. what am I going to do in her life in this time that I know there's like a timer? What influence am I going to have on her life with the timer? And I think it's just like a really deep thing. Mm -hmm. what, what matters in life, where you go when you die, is a really big thing. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, game on, God. So the two things God taught me in that service was time is precious, influence people, let them know God loves them, help them to believe before they pass on, and to do the podcast. But it's weird how God works. That same day, like three people reached out to yeah. us. And those jerkies out there, you know, there are listeners that really listen like every week. And you guys don't realize when you send us a message, how motivating it is for us. Oh, I love the messages. The messages, like we send them to each other. We're like, oh my gosh, it is doing something good because we feel like idiots 99% oh, of the time. I feel like an idiot. And then my mother-in-law was like, I don't know why you're putting it all out there. I love her, but I'm like, am I an idiot? Like, yeah. And I know not everyone agrees with everything we talk about, but our hope is like, my passion is to really help marriages. I think there's such a highlight reel that when you're battling, like there was one day a cow was driving me nuts and I was like, it's normal. Everybody's husband drives him nuts, you know? Yeah. But there's days like things are really good. And if I would have left on a bad day, it would have been, I don't know. There's just so much. And parenting just. Well, struggle feeling... doesn't equal, it's not right or give up in anything, yeah. in friendship, in, in a goal you're pursuing in marriage. It's like, I think sometimes when things are hard, people think it's not. Like the right, there's way. no like grit to fight through things. And that's where the real happiness is on the other side of that. Yeah, totally. That's funny though. The service, I did not get any of those. Yeah. Tell me what you got. Service. It was like, what are we, do we watch the same service? Isn't no. that crazy though? How that happens? I think that's cool. No, I, well, obviously, like you said, my mom, we had like, um, obviously we've had a very complicated relationship my whole life and she has made some, she made choices that I didn't understand or affected me. And so we've had moments of not being as close. And then after I had kids, I felt like we kind of got closer again. And then, um, we adopted my nephew and I feel like that really put like a weird dynamic into our relationship. Our relationship became very unhealthy after we adopted him and he started living with us because she didn't agree with our parenting style. And so there was just a lot of battle. Everything kind of came to a head and we had a huge blow, blow up and I basically said, um, if you can't respect the way that we're raising our kids, then like you're not gonna be around. And then it just like spun out of control. In her defense, she wasn't, I think she wasn't trying to hurt me, but it was hurting me. And so I told her it was hurting me and she just didn't understand it and thought, and we could never reach an agreement. And she had a terminal illness and we still could, and I kind of put up with things because of that, because I knew that her time was limited and she didn't have the things I wanted her to have in life, like she wasn't married, you know? And so I didn't want to take away her family in that time, but then it got to the point where it was like no longer healthy for me. I was having like, I was very stressed out and I was like, okay, we can't have this anymore. So if you like can't not sleeping, not you can't, I'm fine with my husband. So I'm like, if you can't like 
get on board with how we're raising our kids, then you just shouldn't come around. And then it just spiraled out of control. We didn't talk for a few years. And then she got very sick. Um, and she'd had that before a few times and we thought maybe this was the end and then it wasn't. So I got a call that she was like not doing well. And so um, I didn't rush over there because I kind of didn't know if it was the end. And I was planning to go over there one evening um, after the kids went to bed and then she got the call that day yes it was like four o'clock it wasn't like you waited hours it was right. like noon yeah yeah i was like okay i'm gonna go over there that night i but an hour before i was about to go over there i got the call that she had passed away so i feel like i have a it, it's just complicated sorry it's okay so the movie was hard because i felt like he forgave his dad. Sorry. This it's, is so embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. I'm all in the video. I'm an ugly crier. It's like, can you have a cute outfit on and good hair? Um, no, <laughs> Good thing you didn't have the clip today. I know. The clip would have been like double ugly, you know? Ben's and way... And I'm doing the thing where I'm not looking at her. Yeah, don't look Ben's, at her. Don't look at her. Ben's way cuter today. No. no. <laughs> um, so, I... No, I just... In the movie, he forgave his dad and they were able to have that. And I kind of always wanted that to happen. And it didn't. And so it's just like a hard um, thing to deal with. So that movie was, that service was emotional for me because it was kind of like about forgiveness. And um, I actually am really good at forgiving. I'm like, I'm totally someone that moves on from things. I don't like harbor anything ever for people. I'm very like. You said that while you're gone. Did you? Mm -hmm. I'm like very forgiving and I'm truly able to move on. I know bring up things from years no. ago. It's and just, you love people with all the things. And so, um, but like I, so I, I forgave her, but I didn't like bring her around because it was like, there wasn't a change in behavior and I didn't want what had happened to keep happening because it was hard. And so um, I also like during that time kind of like tuned out God because I felt like if I tuned into God, he might tell me to forgive her and like let her come around and like I didn't want that. And so I, I feel like my relationship with him has been strained recently because I like strained in like I saw faith and I know he's there but the line is down the line is down I'm not as like like praying about every single thing you know like I know there's I know he's there I know all the things I'm just not as like in tune I don't know I think you go through those spells too in your life you know so um that movie or that service was like emotional for me because I feel like in not forgiving her, it's separating me from him. And I don't know if I've forgiven her or not now because I feel like I have, I'm not mad anymore. She's gone, she's in heaven. But I feel like, I don't know if we'll ever have that. Sorry. No, but you- But in heaven we will. Yes. I'm hopeful. And we talked about the hummingbird in the same, it's weird that you had a vision when you went and picked up CJ to talk about this. We talked it's about weird. this and yeah. we're emotional. It's so crazy, but it's so important that I am your best friend and I also loved your mom and still love her, but I was seeing it in a different regard and there was a lot of toxicity with the things she would say to you and I think the things that our parents or people in our life say stay with you, right? Yeah. And so it was affecting you so much because yeah. she was just mad. You know, she wanted to see her kids, her grandkids, but the problem wasn't that the things she was saying and there wasn't, and I'm sorry, you know when you 
in the right. movie had the dad changed. Yes. He didn't go and get abused somewhere right. and just be beat up, beat up, beat up yeah. and stay. And right. that's where the difference is. And that's the moment you wanted. And I've had that with people in my life that we've yeah. struggled, but there's been a moment where it was right. like, I understand I hurt you. I didn't mean to, but I am sorry. And right. I won't do it again. And Dr. Laura, there was not, never that moment. And I was always holding out. There was going to be that moment. And it's like, you know, a boyfriend, you break up and you think you're going to get back together. You're like, Oh, we're just breaking up, but we're not really breaking he's gonna up. He's going to change and he's going to get it. And I felt like that was gonna happen and then when it didn't I I am still like kind of like I don't know it rocks I, your world yeah yes. and I just don't know like I Crystal's like you need to like pray and tell her you've you know like you're sorry and and like I am but I don't know if she's hearing me and it's just very hard, hard. Yeah. And I, I, we talked about this last week yeah. When we feel like we fall short of the glory of God. The devil works through those moments to separate us from God. Yeah. Like when I first drank in college and I couldn't look at myself in the mirror, I was listening to that back and the guilt took over where I couldn't pray. Right. And I didn't feel like he was accepting of me, but that is so much more the devil than it is God because God, he loves us. And he had, this is deep. He sent Jesus died on the cross for our sins because we're not perfect. Right. And I think when you forgive yourself, you forgive her and you know that he loves you in spite of yourself. That's yeah. grace. Grace is the secret to this. That's whole religion what I thing. feel like. I feel like I've forgiven her. I don't think I've forgiven, forgiven myself. Yourself. And I don't know how to do that because I feel like more than not letting her around and ruining the last years of her life, I feel guilt for that. But then I also feel guilt for like not listening or not allowing God to move to like lead me in those decisions because I basically was like, I'm cutting this and that's the end of it. I didn't pray about it. I didn't like seek his wisdom and say like, should I let her come around? Should I not? And so, because I didn't want to hear that he might say to have her come around and I don't know if he would have said to let her come around or if he wouldn't have, but I have to like, move on from that because it's still like creating a divide in my relationship with him. Um, and I don't know how to like move past it. It's very strange. The thing is with you, he, God's still a major part of your life. So if you didn't pray to ask him, it doesn't mean he's not going to step. Right. Like I didn't pray. God, please help me know if I should do I probably did actually. I know. Please help me know. I pray about like, should I step my toe or not? It, I just, She's all, should I wear this bright orange shirt today? <laughs> God's not leaning you in the right direction. Should I get in each other tattoo? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that he still would have worked, and there was a reason why it wasn't working. But the thing is, it, Dr. Laura Schlesinger, she's so big on not letting your past or not letting your family affect your marriage. The best thing for your kids and their future is for your marriage to stay right. rock solid. Right. And I think that you are doing the right thing by protecting yourself, protecting your husband, who was very frustrated by a lot of things, and your kids. Yeah. You were doing the best you could. It was just not a good thing. Yeah, it it's was, really hard. Yeah. And I don't think you're the only one that's ever had something happen where someone passes when you're not on good terms. I think that's a really hard Oh, it's awful. Thing. Some of my problems are because I'm like, turn the other cheek, turn the other cheek. And she's like, God's not, Jesus wasn't a pushover. You, you need to read into the Bible more. And when Jesus took a stand and when Jesus walked away, there's many moments in the Bible that he walks away to make a point. But we like, personify him as like this love everyone forgive everyone doesn't mean he was a pushover right like it's you're saying because I feel like what I like obviously being a mom is the most important thing I wanted to just be a really good mom and give my kids a really solid upbringing where there's not like drama about like 
things that shouldn't be drama, like about your stability. I want them to always know like, hey, this is like the building blocks. And so when that was being threatened, it, to me, it was like, I just, it was something I couldn't get past. Um, that's where I just drew the line and was like, okay, this isn't healthy for my kids and this isn't good. And I don't know, it's just, a, it's a hard situation. It sucks. So that, yeah, that service was crazy. Cause I was like, I need to try to find my way back to rebuilding my relationship with God. Well, and I would even consider how God's proud of you for upholding your value. like. You stood by your values and your worth, and because you were you're a child of His, like I think I would reframe it as. It's hard though because do you know? It's like is it because? Yeah. Like I feel like I have kind of a a vibe of like I'm like whole, well my mom would always say like oh you think you're better than everybody you think you're holier than thou and so I've had other family members say like. Uh, those same sentiments and like I'm I think I'm better and it's like if you knew me I'm still really close with my sister and like that relationship isn't strained so many other relationships no other very close yeah, with I, I, when I there was reason to not be I like me no but I don't think I'm better than holier than now and it's not like about the choices like I can get past the choices it's not like I was like oh it was always made like oh yeah you don't want anyone that's not perfect in your life and so I I would like internalize that and then be well, like telling to people just like even what we talked about earlier today is the things your parents say or people that love you say even a teacher it becomes your inner voice yes and that's what was getting so toxic about mm -hmm. that scenario is as tough as you are seeing those things in writing every so often that were so negative you were starting to identify them even though you acted like it didn't bother you right you you know the they were hard and like even me with overachieving i've had people when i was younger tell me i would never be this i would yeah. never be that and that inner voice stays it with be, you yeah and we talk about that a lot on here like who you identify and what we do with our kids mm -hmm. are we identifying them as lazy because we tell them you're lazy you don't right. put anything away right. we're speaking life into who they are right it's so important this is so important raising kids now yeah the things we say to them even when we're mad they stick i know and there was just a family fight in our family um and you know we have a tongue, the Tusca, yeah. the my mom's side of the family. My dad's is more calm, I feel like, but we have a tongue. And I mean, I have a bad tongue. You have a tongue too. And what happens is when I'm hurt, I, I tongue. I yeah. say nasty things to mm -hmm. hurt. And what we don't realize, Kyle's nothing like that. He never says a bad word. He really thinks through what he says. He can't believe it when I say something so stupid. And I'm, at, I'm over it a minute later. I didn't really mean it. But he's like, I would never say something like that. But it's so important what we say to our kids or what we say to people we love. Right. It sticks with them. Mm -hmm. And that's where you were being affected is the and things she yeah, was saying. Yeah, but the thing, though. the problem I have with, with my guilt is like she didn't mean to do the things that she was doing. I believe that. All the, all the time. I think certain times she did, but I think for the most part, I don't really believe that she. She didn't know she was hurting. I don't think she knew what was happening to me. It was like so bad for me, and I feel like because I'm, I'm tougher on the exterior. I don't like talk about that, and I don't. I don't think she meant to hurt me, and so then that's where I get messed up about it because I'm like she was not malicious. Like truly, my mom was one of the sweetest people. Like I think I get my forgiving nature from her. She yeah. was so forgiving. Someone could have stabbed her, and she'd love him five minutes later. Like she's the most forgiving person, the most grace giving, and so 
I think that's why she was under, not understanding why I wasn't moving past because it was like, she's like, well, you just get over it. Like she doesn't understand the impact it was having. So that's where I get messed up because I'm like, her motives were good. I don't think people, there's very few people in the world that hurt just to hurt. They said this on Sunday, hurt people, hurt people. Right. Even yeah, with, she was which hurt. is so common right now with the people killing their families. Like it's the most God awful thing. And you know, that was such a split second decision. Right. They were so hurt. Yeah. In a second, even the school shootings. Yeah. Those kids, that's a big pillar of hurt running right. around. Right. That that kid, I'm watching this documentary right. about it. It's very intriguing about one of the right. the Columbine killers. Yeah, they're not like murderers that want to kill they're people. Not. They're not. They're hurt. trying to get someone to hear. Yeah. They're hurt. So, but in turn, it doesn't mean that and that's something I've learned about a lot going to counseling is just because someone doesn't mean to hurt you and their intentions aren't pure doesn't mean that you're allowing yourself to be the punching bag because it's going to long-term affect you yeah. and them affecting you affects your kids. In Atomic Habits, the book she hasn't read yet, but they talk about how we as humans are so... Um, we want to be accepted more than anything. We want to be with the group. So whoever you're around is going to be who you want to fit in with. And when you stand alone, it is so lonely and it is so mm -hmm. isolating. But I think anything, anyone that does something great in life didn't blend for a minute. And we have to be uncomfortable with not blending. Yeah. But you feel alone. Yeah. Well, and I think in all things, you question yourself. Totally. Like, am I doing the right thing? It's yeah. just the worst. Especially when it's hurting someone. It's That just, you love. It's very hard. Yeah. But that's... And Dr. Laura doesn't like the word boundaries. This thing isn't even on. Yeah. Um, Dr. Laura doesn't like the word boundaries, but there is a, there is something important about, she, she's so funny. She's just like, say no, it's not that hard. Like your feelings are your feelings, but the truth is the truth. Right. And like, you just said, no, it's not a big deal. You just, she didn't come back and say, I'm so sorry. Let me fix it. What are we going to do? And you said, yes. Right. There was never that moment. Yeah. Like, but just saying no to not, I, I shared something today about what tough minded people do and they say no easily. And that's one weakness of mine. Yeah. I, I'm so worried about everybody else more than I'm worried about myself. And I run myself so ragged trying to be there for everybody and do all these weird things. But instead, I'm just hurting the people around me. I'm hurting my family. Like Kylie says, you're saving the world, but sometimes you forget us over here. Yeah. You know, and it's important that we learn to stay no and stand alone because it's lonely yeah. when you do something. The right thing is not usually the easiest path. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that it was the right thing, but it was what I did. So we're just going to move forward with it. <laughs> There's a strong deflection right there. <laughs> I know, but I your know. kids and your relationship with the totally. people closest to you um, are strong. We wanted to talk about this. We talked about it in Tahoe about why you back Ben when you don't agree. Oh yeah. And she made such a good point to me. Cause sometimes I'm like, Kyle's just more strict than me. So like he's bothered by a lot more things than I am. So sometimes I'm like, this is stupid. And, and sometimes I feel like it's a I rag, think are rag, 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 rag. And I'm not a big rag on people person. It's just not my nature. So the rag, 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 rag gets, it gets my, it's too much for me. I don't want to pour life into my kids like that. Like you did this wrong. You did that wrong. You did that wrong. And I'm so in touch with what people say to me. Again, that's what I want is accolades. Right. So when you're constantly telling me I did this, this is not wrong. It kills my spirit. Right. And I worry one of my kids is very like that. I can tell. Mm -hmm. And I don't, it's like nails on a chalkboard for yeah. me when it's happening. Cause I know the effect it's having. So, but 
You say you back Ben. Go ahead and tell. Oh, we were in Tahoe and we were on the boat and Bear had his sandwich like all set out and he had his chips and he had a whole little setup and he was all excited to get to his sandwich. Everyone had already eaten. He had waited. He was all jacked. And then Ben like opened, he had set it. He got it. him to get up. Yeah. Yeah. You got him to get up and cause he needed to get inside the, you know, you open it to get the life jacket. Yeah. Well, Bear's sandwich fell inside where like the life jackets are. I know it's disgusting. And like upside down. And like the sand, and then so Bear, and Bear's an emotional kid. He was like, da, da. Well, he's like, get your sandwich. And Bear had to get down there. Because <laughs> I was there. Tisha's at the other side I of the I was boat. in the back. So Crystal was telling me. Because I'm like, eat the sandwich. Five second rule. Who freaking cares? No, and I was like, Tisha, it was in the dark black <laughs> area, like down where there's bugs. And, and it I was feel like sprawled. there's water that gets Like in he there. picked up the sandwich. It was like <laughs> discombobulated. And then Ben's like, eat it, you know? And it was like, and then he tripped and he dropped it again. <laughs> and so then he was mad. And Bear's the kind of kid. He goes down the path. He throws, so he threw his sandwich. He was pissed. So I'm in the back of the boat. All I see is Ben carrying Bear. He didn't throw his sandwich. He tripped. Oh, so all I see is Ben carrying. But he was yelling at Ben while he was doing it. Yes. Yeah, so I see Ben carrying Bear like pissed, walking to the back of the boat. And I'm like, oh no, he's going overboard. And the water is 58 degrees. It's freezing. It's shockingly freezing. It's miserable. And Bear, if you know him, he's afraid of, he won't swim in our pool by himself. He's afraid of the Meg. He like is scared of things. I don't know where he gets it. And so I'm the same way. And so he's like, he's always like, I'm scared. I'm like, I know me too. (laughs) And so he like- When we were on the plane, oh God. So Bear doesn't like to be in a lake of freezing cold where there's probably something going to grab him and pull him down, you know? And so I see Ben and I'm like, oh God, oh God. And so I see he's going to... And I'm like, oh God. And he's going to throw him overboard. And I just knew it was coming because Bear was pissed about a sandwich, which I'm like, Ben, you would have been the same way. And that's the thing sometimes about Ben. I'm like, you're mad at our kids for feeling emotions. Yeah, maybe he shouldn't be screaming at his dad about it. But like, you're mad at our kids for feeling regular emotions that you feel all the time. Like, I don't like that so I think that happens a lot with kids I was raging with Ben so I was like yeah. so he throws him in like he's screaming and I look at teacher like and he's crying and so I'm like gosh and I like yelled at Ben and but minimal to what you wanted I could I saw her change her I saw it like she flipped a switch and I said there it's just a sandwich like you totally so I were wanted trying to, to back. rage at Ben but then I thought about it and I'm like if I rage at Ben Bear is gonna know that his dad was in the wrong and and It'll that's not going to help Bear. It's not going to help it's Bear. It's going to divide Bear and Ben. So what I did, instead of being like... And I like, like, saw it happen. And I, so I said, Bear, it's fine. Get out. Dry off. You're fine. It's just a sandwich. And like, even though I agreed with Bear and I didn't agree with Ben And I'm all, looking at her like, help it. Yeah. And, but, <laughs> it's, like, but it's not your kid. But what's the best you know? for my kid? And the best thing for him is to know that his dad loves him. And his dad's trying to teach him a lesson that you don't scream at your dad when you're mad. you got to learn to control your and emotions. And that's a fair lesson. And so I was telling Crystal later, I'm like, I back him even when I think he's so dumb. <laughs> or don't agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm all, he's not dumb. He's a great dad. And he just sometimes overreacts about certain things. But he I thinks think that's that a male. Him. Yes. I think that's the and dad. And he does things that trigger him. He doesn't love a disrespectful tone. He's and not wrong. He's not wrong. He's, he's not right. Wrong. And so um, Bear. And you should be a little scared of your dad. And Bear is the kind of kid that like wears his emotions on his sleeve. So he does get it. He can't talk to his dad like that. So anyway, so. But I was like. The best thing for Bear is to have a dad and a mom on the same page, and that's going to help him. So that's why I backed him when I was like, I wanted to throw him overboard. I, I was like, oh, you jerk. I was but so But it made such mad. a good point because she said, if I side with 
Ben, then Bear will think he's like the victim. Like my dad's mean to me. My dad picks oh, on me. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And I thought does, that was like so true. Sometimes he gets on the other kids too. Like with CJ, he'll get on CJ for, um, I think CJ's the oldest too. I do think everyone's harder on the oldest cause you, they're very yeah. hard on CJ. Yeah. Well, he's the least hard on Kennedy because it's, a, it's the girl. Yeah. So he's very hard on the boys, Bear and CJ. And so CJ's such a great kid. It's like, it's hard. He doesn't do a lot wrong, but no, but so sweet. but sometimes he will like say, he'll say something, and then Ben's like, "Well," and I'm like, and I I'm like, "No, he can say that. Like, who cares? Like, sometimes it's like they can express what they want, even if it's not what you agree with. And I want our home to be a safe place where the kids can express themselves. Yeah. And so sometimes Ben is so like, well, you know, and he does it to both the boys and Fox is still young. But, um, but I always back him because I'm like, if, if I'm sending the message to the kids that your dad is, is too hard Maybe, on you, yeah. your dad's, then it's like, they're not, that's not helping them. And they, he truly loves them. And it will death. create a divide. It will create a divide. And he loves them so much. And he, he's the dad out there throwing the football. He does anything for his kids, the best dad. So like, why would I want to create that divide? And the same, but that happens with like divorced parents all the time. And you're hurting your kid. You're not helping your kid. And yeah. I you think it's hurting the other person. It's not. Yeah. And like, and I sometimes need to shut my mouth. Yeah. Because you know, even though Kyle does, you know, (laughs) even though Kyle's a sharp tongue and he's ragging or whatever, even though it's like, he's a loving dad. Yeah. He's an amazing dad. And And I need to make him feel like a man by backing him. Yeah. And like, and God gave you that dad for a reason. Like those kids have Kyle. That's not, that's That's who they need. Exactly. So they need to be ragged on. So true. So so not like they need to be ragged, but I'm saying it's not bad for you. Like somebody in our life, no names was very hard on us. When we are on a certain team. <laughs> so much trouble. We're getting into so oh, trouble. And it made us better. And I remember when I coached with a someone and I was her co-coach, I would let her be hard on him and I would back her because I knew it was, was, was best for them. But sometimes in marriage, it's hard to do it. But tell them yeah, what Rick but no, I always Rick t- won't be mad oh, at yeah. us. We love Rick Sharp. But I always He's like one of the best coaches in their life. When a coach is hard on him, I'm like, that is someone that believes in you and has enough that's someone that believes that they can be hard on you and you can handle it. Like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they have if they're confidence ignoring you, in you. They're done. With they're you. Lo- you're, they're like lost cause. But if you have a coach that cares enough to be hard on you, like you're so lucky and same thing with a teacher, a parent, anything, if someone's hard on you and that means that they love you so much. So that's what I always tell my kids. So it's gotta be the same with parenting, but like, yeah, Rick Sharp, he's like one of the best coaches ever. And parent. Coach. He's just like someone we very, very, very much respect. Res- so much respect. So we were talking to him one day about, parenting and he said yeah the boys that have a mom that the the ones that he goes I can tell right away the boys that have a mom that backs the dad and is hard on him just like the dad is he's like the ones that just have a hard dad they they're not mentally not tough. tough he said the ones that have a mom that backs the dad they can handle it because that they know they're not going home and getting like oh you're a victim you yes. know Oh, it gives me the chills. And you can tell the kid, and you're helping your kid. Yeah. It's like. It's hard though when you're in it. It's so I hard. like need to listen to this on repeat. I know. You're doing a disservice when you feel bad. Like there's times in. I want to feel bad. Like that one saying you make the worst parenting decisions out of feeling bad for your kids. Yeah. Guilt. Like I'm, when I logically think about, I don't need to feel bad for them. They have everything. I'm like, yeah. they're going to the Bahamas. Like, you know? Yeah. So like, I don't need to feel bad for him. Even CJ, everything he's been through. I'm like, I can't feel bad for you because you shouldn't feel bad for you because that's not going to help you. Yeah. So instead, 
that sucked. We're going to acknowledge it. And like, that was hard, but you, it made you better. Look how strong you are. And like, it's amazing. Another certain someone. Your mind is life. so powerful. You got to spin it. Yeah. Another certain important person in our life that we won't name. Um, her, someone's daughter, the dad wasn't always around like he should after the divorce. And I remember she said to me, I can feel bad for her, which I do inside. But if I let her know I feel bad for her, she'll identify as the victim. But if I say, yeah, so what? He didn't show up. You're lucky I'm here. You're lucky you have this. You're lucky you have that. Mm -hmm. She said, even though I felt so bad inside, it wasn't making her better for her to start thinking the same. Right. So sometimes you have to like trick your kids, you know, like yeah. even when and they come home yourself. from cheer, upset, yeah. like you're fine. It's good, but it's so hard to do in the moment. Okay. I was just going to say, do you think that with how you view parenting and not making decisions out of feeling guilty and understanding that logically it is more important to have structure and boundaries, is there a way for you to reframe that in your mind to remove the guilt you have toward your mom's relationship and see that more logically. Yeah. Yeah. I think with her, it's different because like I feel bad for her or I felt bad, but she's know. saying, did I miss the point? No, oh. I didn't say it very well. Yeah. A little different. Like you're feeling bad in this regard and we make the worst decisions out of guilt right. for our kids. And then you make the worst decisions in that relationship out of guilt. Oh, I did. Not logic. For a long time. Yes. I think the way it ended, I think like had yeah. we have come back together and like, you know, we could Grew have been able it. to grow from it and have a great relationship is what, which is what I believed was going to happen. Yeah. Had that happened, I couldn't envision it, but I still had like a hope, yeah. you know? And so I think the fact that that never happened is just, I still can't get over it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like, yes. it really happened. Like I, I'm like, I can't believe she like died and like, yeah. we never like mended. It's crazy. And yeah. like, there was so many great things about her and I feel bad. I'm crying again. That's okay. The crying is Can we just awful. fast forward to the beginning of the episode yeah. when she made fun of me for crying? <laughs> God, remember we yes, talked about yes. that episodes ago. When you made fun of a hobo, you look like yeah. a hobo. Now I'm going to start crying everywhere. Like Yeah, know. but like it's just funny, but it's the truth. Like, but it's sad because it's like, I don't even remember what I was saying as I started crying and it's stupid. Um, no, I just think it's delayed. Like, it's just, right. In yeah. Totally. No, and it's, it will happen. Yeah, I just hope, like, it will. But it will. I know. It will. Hopefully. <laughs> oh, it's, but that's what's so scary about how motion alters your decision-making. Oh, that's why it's, like, yeah. facts, facts over feelings. Feelings are so We talked so about that last whacked. week, and it was important. Your yeah. heart and your head. Yeah. Your heart leads, but your head. And that's why it's important to have people close to you that can hear all this. Yeah. Because, like, hearing everything and seeing it all, logically, I know... You were, yeah. your intentions were pure and you were just yeah. trying to protect you and your family. But sometimes it's hard. Life is a gift and time is a gift, but heaven is the real gift and this is not permanent. Totally. And you will and, be healed And she definitely had a great relationship with God. So yeah. she's for sure in heaven and yeah. hopefully I'm going there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and See, so. You, that's, oh, that's the adversary. I know, I know, but that is, and you got to heal on that. And I think people, yeah. that's relatable because when we make, we make a choice that we don't live with, we feel like we can't be forgiven for. That's the devil. That's so important that you heal in that regard and stop dividing your relationship with God. Yeah, it is. It's definitely something yeah. we're going to be praying for. Yeah. <laughs>
pray for me. No. No. But the church was yeah. good. I think we can summarize there. Yeah. Um, church next, was good. We're not going to talk about any more sad things next week. All I know, funny. but it's real life. And that's what yeah. I said in the beginning. That's the whole point of this whole thing. I didn't know we were going to go in this direction. I thought we were going more in your direction of the... No, I knew we were going in this direction. That's so rude. I said, I'm going to talk about that. She's not going to like oh it. Oh my God. I just yeah. know you. I was huh, thinking, Dana? And I, I said, she's going to get emotional and we're we going to We were going to talk about church and the no. things that you... Yeah. I know you. I know you. But That's so rude. why we talked about the blue hummingbird, this is a gift and something that is so important blue that bird. we see... Bluebird. I'm sorry. I thought it was a hummingbird. But um, we, in all things, I do believe that when people are in heaven, I do believe they, me, I'm not saying this is in the Bible, but I feel like they're spirits and I can feel like signs, not like signs like the, oh, wait, we had the funniest thing happen. So last week we talked about Kyle and the, the psychic, you know, and a friend of ours was listening to the podcast oh, and he yeah. was like, I almost dated that girl, the girl's daughter, the psychic's daughter. Alison Dubois' yeah. daughter. He's like, I almost dated her daughter, but then I learned her mom sees dead people and I was out like <laughs> funny. Isn't that so He's funny? They went on friends. a date and yeah. it was like, no. He's like, no, she sees dead people. But I think that, so anyways, Tisha had this hard thing with her mom and her sister said that, you want to tell it? This is how oh. we used to tell stories. I'd start them and she'd get annoyed. Yeah. So my sister went to a, she's like into the natural, she went to this like natural path, like, um, not convention, but like farmer's market type deal where there was a bunch of like, and there was this like psychic there, which I don't believe in psychic. It wasn't a bar. I know, no. but God speaks through different things. It's right. not necessarily yeah, that. But I, I've heard that's kind of like evil spirit stuff, okay, go so ahead. I'm not into that. But anyways, she went and talked to someone and they basically said she brought up my mom and because they had unresolved issues too, but definitely different than ours. And so she, the lady said, yeah, your mom and you have a sister. And my sister didn't say anything about that. And she was like, yeah, your mom is going to send um, pink roses assigned to your sister to let her know that she forgives her, everything's okay, and they're good. And so my sister like texts me, and I was like, yeah, okay, you know. And again, I'm not into the psychic. I'm like, yeah, no, it's weird. And um, I don't know that that's coming from God, but whatever. And so she meant she was like, she's in heaven, and and she's good. You guys are good. Everything's fine. And so my sister texts me, and I'm like, okay, cool, thanks, you know. And I'm just like, oh yeah, interesting. So we were in Texas visiting my sister-in-law and um, brother-in-law, brother-in-law and their family. So Ben and I and I have not seen a pink rose since. I have never seen pink roses. It's such a specific thing. So we were. We were, she literally texted me and it was hours later. We were going to the grocery store and in Texas and like we walk up and you know how they have like um, flower, like flower pots like all outside? There was just a whole display of pink rose bushes, like pots. And I was like, oh my God. It was hours later. Yeah. It was crazy. Chill so I took a picture and I sent it to my sister and I was like, oh my God, that is so weird. I don't believe in that stuff, but that was weird. Yeah. That's Talk so about the bluebird too, because that's where we started. Oh, they had talked, my mom and my sister. And my mom said, I'm going to send you a sign that there's a bluebird. Um, like, I'm going to send heaven. you a bluebird to let you know I made it to heaven and I'm good. And then my sister, you know, like your screensaver pops up on your TV. Like, you know, when you have like an apple, like, it was like days later. Yeah, it was, no, it was months later. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was after she died from when she was alive. Yeah, I thought it was pretty soon after. Yeah, but it was like, before the pink roses. Yeah. It was like a month. Couple months. Because yeah. she was dreaming about her a lot. Yeah. And so, um, 
all of a sudden it was like a huge bluebird on her TV. It was just weird. So I don't know if I believe in all no, that. No, I showed Dana the picture. Mumbo jumbo, but. No, but you, it's science. Okay, so. My kids call Moving on, we're like, gonna live our life, we're gonna be real, and um, be love real. each other, each other. All right, well that's enough emotion for this week. I think I'm. I'm proud of you though. Thank you. I'm proud of you. I can't believe this is gonna air. I I'm know. Gonna, Dana, when you get the text I'm later today Dana. to edit, it's not coming out. It's 500% I'm texting Dana, take that out. Today, though, after last I feel like family members are gonna listen to this. That's it's okay, so... you didn't say anything wrong. No, but I'm just saying it's just a lot. I know, I get that too. I talk about my family a lot, but Danae said, your episodes when you guys are real and emotional, not like every day, but like when you can tell it's something real, she's like, it's so authentic and it really means a lot. Well, hopefully there's someone else going through something that this I think it's them. relatable. And it's, it's not just like, oh, this idiot, huh? ugly crier. Yeah, <laughs> but her hair looks great today. I know. I got ready yeah. today. And I, I wonder who's cuter, Tisha anymore. or Ben? Pole? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> ben, way cuter, but. Okay, see you next week. If you're really struggling, please reach out to a qualified professional, because that's not us. We're just here to share our journey. And to make you laugh. And cry. And pick your nose. And touch your boobs.